and my heart is still being touched by Big Frida, you know, coming True. over to that left side of that stage. That was <laughs> unexpected, and working with Big Frida, said, but I'm grateful uh, that it happened. Do it for the big girls. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, I, I have been doing that already, Big Frida. I have been doing that solidly for the last four minutes. Listen, right. And I'm giving all I got. Like, I am giving you swiggles. I'm giving you circles. I'm giving you all the bounce that I know in my heart. Yeah. And just when a bitch gets tired, mm-hmm. where I'm like questioning, you know, my lung capacity. <laughs> here come Big Frida. Here come Big Frida. Look at me dead in the eye. It's like, y'all gonna do it for the big girls. And I and you see Listen. in the video, oh, I got one the of the videos, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm I'm tired. And like, Big Frida's like, I say turn around and I'm glad that video don't look as tired as I was bitch you understand but also Big Frida like screaming do it for the big girl do it for your big girl do it do it do it do it like something just also comes over you they are at war with each other it's like your bounce twerk spirit like your actual body like you ain't moved past two miles per hour and solidly three months Jazz. where is this coming from now you going solidly ten and I got questions man I was so pissed off when she came over there when she did because I was just about to quit I was like bitch I am tired how long is this song in case you want my feedback <laughs> do it for the big girls at the beginning <laughs> when the bitch got the most energy we got the okay? most energy cause now. this ain't what I learned from that is one twerking is an actual fucking sport yes. hell yeah shout out man hell yeah Tony Toots been climbing the raptors for yes. years uh, I got a I caught a video when I and I didn't see I missed a lot cause we went up on the roof and when everybody was dancing cause we were trying to get a roof shot right right when everybody was on the stage like that's that that was that moment. So we saw everybody wow. cutting up. Like I saw a split in one corner. I saw oh, like bitch, just... I was down to the walk around by <laughs> the walking yeah. around. Big Frida said, "I don't want to see no faces." All ass. I, I knew it was over when when that happened. Damn. I knew it was over. But I'm I was so like, thankful. I was like, look, people are ready to twerk. If you bring people on stage. They will get it, I promise. Yes, they did. And so she was like, I got you. <laughs> and my life will be forever changed. Yes. My yeah. back hurt, but my life will change. <laughs> I was at work the next day, like, listen, bitch. I live a whole You ain't 30 life. yet, but you wanna be one day. <laughs> and this hurts. Goddamn. I should be a vegan or something like that. <laughs> right, so hard lubricating my, my <laughs> tendons and shit. Cause I started feeling pieces of my thighs. I ain't Ooh, I just didn't know existed. What part know? of thigh is this, bitch? What, what is that? Is this the white meat? Oh. I don't know. I have twerk to the white meat, I say. Thank you, Big Frida, for the opportunity Thank to... You. I mean, I'm really done. I don't need to twerk again for the rest of my life. I will be twerking for the rest of my day since <laughs> Big Frida had the audacity to encourage my big ass to bounce <laughs> yes. I am forever indebted for her for yes. the rest of my day. So, am, 
and because I'm indebted, I must, you know, bounce that ass well into my grave. You what, know okay. And there better be just a wonderful, beautiful, you know, bouncing of the ass ceremony for my funeral. Okay. You know? <laughs> well, I am Marshawn Lynch to the bullshit. I got what I needed, and I'm taking my money. Get <laughs> running, bitch, because I'm done. But thank you. <laughs> this is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the king of the South. And you're listening to The Black Joy. Joy Mixtape. Hey, what is yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's really wicked is that all my honey stick together. Yeah. Fucking up them commas. I'ma have my niggas rich forever. Plug be in Tokyo. You ain't never been there. Have you never tell your business? Niggas stitching shorty. Let me tell you. I keep a trap, nigga. Straight up at the band, though. Get up at them feelings, boy, cause you too much to handle. You fucking with a president, but it ain't a scandal. I like you, nigga, but when we in person, let my hand go. All this money, that's what make my fucking hand hurt And bitch, you struggling cause you put in that man first Sit back and relax, I smoke the dope and let the zam work I was trying to plan it out, but shit just hit the fan first Never catch me sweating, niggas, boy, my time is priceless Only like the picture, now he say he wanna wife me I'ma come correcting them bitches, stick with the typing Put a hoe in check and then I nicknamed the Nike They like how I do that, oh, they on the mic this week, y'all. We're oh, so excited shit. to welcome Carisha to the mic. Hi. The- and who is Carisha? Yes. Would you like to introduce yourself? I can. <laughs> My name is Carisha Deschamps. I am the um, the birther, creator of Honey Groove. Yes. The queer music and art festival in D.C. that centers queer people of color. Mm-hmm. Yes. To which Big Frida performed this year. We Head promise. Headliner. Congratulations. Yes. Because yes. that, that was a memorable, as we just talked about, a that memorable moment for us. Um, so we're just happy to be in the building. I, I just want to say that the moment you invited us to come to Honey Groove, I had an ulterior motive. <laughs> because I was letting everybody know that I was there to shake hands and shake ass. What I didn't say, I was trying to shake hands and shake ass with Big Frida. Yeah, specifically. I just want to thank you because (laughs) Big Frida has been a part of my life for almost a decade now. Mm -hmm. And Tootie Toots just is an inspiration, especially Mm -hmm. since the Fuse reality television show. And like... To see Big Frida say on that stage, I'm trying to ch- take this beyond mainstream, like mm-hmm. New Orleans. Like, I'm from Jackson, New Orleans, I'm like two and a half hours away. Uh-huh. Like, but I got into a bounce when I was good in college. But, like, that was dreams. Yes. Like, just some regional stuff that's just taken off, you yes. know? Like, it's kind of like go go here in DC, like the backyard band and. Yeah. Um, being featured on the crew remixes talking about taking this global like our music deserves so much shine because like yeah we just talking to each other across the map like across the world so thank you no (laughs) thank y'all for coming and like wanting to be down like um I'm just I'm happy I'm happy to be here like Honey Groove I feel like is black joy black queer joy Mm -hmm. um we Having Big Frida was something that I talked about even last year. Because, like, I knew Big Frida was going to pop. And and actually, somebody put me on to Big Frida through a video. She was like, you never heard of Big Frida? 
And I was like, no, no, it was Big Frida. So she showed me a video. It might have been excused, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, this is what's up. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was like, I need to set this. This is going to be a honey groove. So I knew, like, probably year one that that's what I wanted. Word. And I was like, I just got to get there. Just got to make it possible. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to even, like, reach out to them, you know, say I have this awesome festival that I want y'all to be a part of. And then they said yes like that in itself i can't even explain it so carisha how do you get some of the finest motherfuckers to in dc at a a festival at a music queer arts music festival everybody at honey groove was there wasn't a solid no in the whole strategy everyone was literally who your friends who you hanging out with everyone was dressed (laughs) yes I'm so glad we were This was a black queer homecoming. Like, homecoming weekend. And, we was, and they showing out. Man. And they ready to show out all day. I personally wore all white because I knew what the fuck they I had the florals out, you know? That's just Flower the And I just want to say, like, all the aunties out there who just be rolling to the family picnic solo dolo, but they know they got a girlfriend, you mm-hmm. know, was well represented looking <laughs> Looking dipped. So many aunties. Yes. You yeah, know, it's my Saturday, them, baby. You know, I came in from Maryland. You know, you at the spot when you ask somebody to take a picture. You know, they not they already know what's up. They ain't about to just hit you with one. They gonna be like, all right, give me angles, okay? <laughs> yeah. Give me smiles, give yes. me serious, give me toward the sunlight. Yes. So you know? much love, so much love. You know, and everybody <laughs> was fine as fucking honey groove. It was and then the talent coming from the stage, yeah, like yeah. So we talk about Big Frida, yeah. But all these folks who are just your friends, like shit, tell us. Absolutely. How did you do it? How? What? I don't know. I don't know how the found people found out about it. Uh Like they just knew. But you know, as (laughs) I don't know how how all these fine motherfuckers showed up, but uh, here's what I did (laughs) to make sure that the the space was prepared and ready. Um, So tell us more. So I mean, I can't be more thankful though. It's been like that since year one. Uh Like people just show out. Like last year, Honeygoo was in April. Actually, this year was in September because I wanted it to be warm. I always wanted it outside. So last year it snowed mm-hmm. on Honey Groove Day. What? But people still showed up half dressed. Mm-hmm. They still showed out. They said I was like they were not playing. No mm-hmm. Basically, and ready to party all night. They were looking for an after party. We didn't have one last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so like people like show up and they know that this is where the final folks are gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's only one time a year. <laughs> So you gotta, you got when you show up, you gotta, you pretty much gotta come correct. Homecoming like shit. That's it. That's and then you gonna see people that you haven't seen. Like that's the thing. People were like, "Yo, I haven't seen so and so, and so it was so good to see them." So like, it's just like we put a lot of love into the event. Like it's, it's honestly been a labor of love for the last like three years officially. A little bit more, you know, before that with like dreaming and talking. Mm-hmm. So I think you know. Every 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 festival, you can really feel the love in the space, and it is wild how it just transforms a space like that. Like if you go back to Doc Five, it ain't gonna feel the same. Mm. It's it's not gonna feel the same at all. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like we we completely flip a space with love, and I think like it was wild even in the beginning. People were coming up to me like maybe 30 minutes after doors open. Nobody's really in the space. And they're like, this is so amazing. Like, thank you for doing this. And I'm like, well, ain't nobody here yet. But they're like, <laughs> they're like, they're like oh, this I know is so what's amazing. about to happen. Yeah, they're like, this is so amazing. I think like people are, are so happy to be like in a space that was created, you know, for queer, queer people, you know, created by queer people. Um, and and they know or they can feel like how much care we really put into it, mm-hmm. like how much work we put into it. Um, there isn't really anything that exists like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really unique and special in that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We're yeah. so grateful you reached out to us <laughs> to like be even a, the smallest part about it. Like when, when I woke up that morning and I saw that you all had tweeted out like one of our pictures from the TED Talk, I was like, wow, like this is... This is so amazing to be a part of something that I know is done with love and through mm-hmm. DC mm-hmm. and uh, with this intentionality on creating space. Absolutely. So one of the questions I would like to jump in and ask you is like, are you from DC? What is your relationship with DC? Why Honey Groove and why here? I was I was born in DC from the time that I was like uh, an infant basically to nine. I lived in Texas, in Huntsville, Texas. And all I can remember about Texas is like Celebration Station, which is like a Chuck E. Cheese. My neighbor had a pool and a dog that I was afraid of. (laughs) And and so like on my ninth birthday, literally we were moving. um, We were in a car coming from Texas to Virginia, Kilmarnock, Virginia, which is like the woods, like trees, Mm cornfields, literally were my neighbors for a while. Um, Not people. Um, so that until I was in about, uh, I would say high school is when I really like came back. My mom, um, was a teacher, but it was hard like out there cause it was so rural for her to like find work. So moving up here, obviously like there are more opportunities. There's way more, um, you know, schools, just jobs in general. Cause mm-hmm. out in Kilmarnock, it really isn't a whole lot. Um, I lived in like Clinton and Largo, Mitchellville, um, I went to a different school every year until 11th grade, 11th, 12th grade. I went to Surrattsville and graduated from there. Um, so my my upbringing has really been like, you know, kind of choppy, a lot of moving around, a lot of new friends and kind of preparing myself for like, all right, I'm only going to know these folks for like this year and the next year it's going to be something new. To like today where... Um, I live in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, proud to say I own in D.C. What? So a D.C. resident. Rare! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's kind of like how I'm, I'm rooted in D.C. in and around the area for sure. Um, a lot of family here. So my whole life I've kind of been in and out of D.C. just visiting family. Um, yeah. This is your home. This is home. Right. This is home. So before we keep going, I want to make sure that people, because as we told you in prep, the Black Joy Jubilee loves our guests. And they'll probably want to follow along, kind of tweet you as we go along. So tell us where we can find you on social media. Um, Honey Groove is at Honey Groove DC. I know that's right. Direct them to the source. Yes. (laughs) At Honey Groove DC on everything. Okay. Um, And then my personal... Um, Instagram, I have a Twitter, but I really, I haven't used it in years. Um, so Instagram is Kai living the dream. 
I know that's right. Yeah. And then I, I, I actually got that from a coworker when I worked at Apple, like straight out of college. And I would come in and be like, what's up? How you doing? He would be like, living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Green people. Yes. Apple. What inspired Honey Groove? And I'm very interested in how you selected the name. Because I told oh, you wow. I love the name. Literally, Jasmine and I did a post and we're like, call us Honey and Groove. <laughs> yes, we love it. Um, so tell us what inspired it. Um, going to art events um, in D.C., like pretty much when I got back from school um, and enjoying festivals. So like going to like Afropunk, Broccoli City, Trilectro, like when they were baby festivals, mm-hmm. like before Broccoli City even really blew up. Um, and they were at like Yards Park or something yeah. like over there in the little bullpen um, kind of and really enjoying those spaces and then also like going to different shows in the area where like Boomscat, The Cool Lots um, Be Steady will perform other and other local artists because um, I just love live, live performances mm-hmm. and after a while like going to the club just kind of got bored got boring to me and they keep playing that fucking meek mill song (laughs) (laughs) it's the hottest shit ever anyway yeah i'd much rather be a honey group done like this done like this like like, i don't know i hate that song now same i don't get it don't don't finish i'm like i'm never gonna learn all these words like this nigga builds the beat for a smooth like three minutes yes you know it's wild because stadium the last time i went was I heard it at stadium and the dancer went off to it. Yeah. Really? It's she great did. when it dances. That's the only time I enjoy that song. Fair. She fair. did a split from the ceiling. Yeah. Okay, fine. I, good song. You know, it was good. <laughs> it was good then. Um, I don't really need to hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, DC nightlife got boring yeah, as it tends to do. Yeah, like, I especially hate that nobody really dances here. Yeah. And, it, and that can be the vibe. So, I think... Um, and there, there, are, there are a couple of parties where people really do dance, but like, how often do you get to dance and like bust a bust a nasty sweat, mm. like a mean sweat, because you're just <laughs> dancing and like nobody really cares, because um, you just had a long week. Yeah, work well, just that's my stressful. approach. No matter what these dry DC niggas doing, because. <laughs> It's just odd. People, yeah. you can't worry about what other folks are doing in the club because otherwise oh. you'd be standing there looking silly too. And that's yeah. not the intent for the night. I plan on busting a nasty sweat. Yeah. Because I am out of my house and that took a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like, if the DJ is hitting and like the crowd, especially if the crowd is like giving off that energy and everybody's dancing, mm-hmm. um, that's dope and that's. That's what we love. That's what I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what inspired like Honey Groove? So, at the well, at the core, it was definitely going to like different festivals, different art events um, in the city, seeing like um, local local artists perform. And then there was one year where I actually set aside a budget. For just going to concerts. So if it was under $30, wow. then I was going to go. Like, no questions asked. Do you feel um, like you were researching for this? Or you just yeah, wanted to go? Okay, I great. was like, I feel like I was low-key catching vibes. Mm-hmm. And, and every time I'm in a space, you know, today, definitely. But even then, like, just taking note of what I liked, mm-hmm. what I didn't really like. Um, and 
Like in that in that year, I went to some really really good concerts. Like nine thirty club was hitting. Like mm-hmm. I went to see Most Death for thirty dollars. I went to see Solange. I went to see um, Alice Stone. Um, definitely all the local folks too, like the cool ass. And and any any other event where it was like an open mic type of situation too, with their performances. Um, just wherever I can get live music. Mm-hmm. So like. That all kind of coming together, materializing into like create, talking to people and asking like, what if there's a space um, that was like Afropunk or like Broccoli City, but it was like queer. Mm-hmm. Um, now there is, there are other queer festivals in DC, but there isn't anything that that is like Honey Groove or that that centers queer artists of color the way that we do, um, and. I think that we definitely, like, even just throwing an idea out there, people were like, damn, yeah, we do need that. Mm-hmm. And um, I caught I caught wind um, from Jay Foster, Yanni Supreme, um, that there was someone else that, that I should know. And that was Lee from Maker's Lab. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love a Maker's Lab party. Yeah. The day party vibe is everything. Absolutely. My first one was the Beyonce set. Yes. Party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That party and was, yeah. That's when, like, Lee, Maker's Lab is, like, part of the reason why I fell in love with DC yeah. when I was visiting. I was courting yeah. Jasmine to move. I was like, yeah. bitch, get dressed. Yeah. Going to this. And we literally came in the spot like, ah. Yeah. And I know it was like 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven times. It was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. On every, top of every hour. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. At the top of every hour. That was it. And people like partied every time. Sweating. Uh, yes. Talk about busting a fucking dance move. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so Lee's lit for sure. Absolutely. Lab, yeah. Lady. Absolutely. No, no doubt. And um, that's where you can bust a mean, nasty sweat. Everybody's Honestly, busting a mean, everyone. nasty sweat. Mm-hmm. But nobody cares. You just mm-hmm. keep dancing. You keep Keep sweating. Yes, mm-hmm. I do look off than a motherfucker. <laughs> clubs. Just yeah. drenched. Yeah. And everybody looks great. Yeah. <laughs> we all hold together. up that little ball. <laughs> we all let it together. Hey, park at 14. <laughs> non-dicks <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> but all these niggas want to rub dicks on your booties for some reason. That's dancing for them. Fuck all that. Just know. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. And that's, that's, um, yeah, me and Lee. And then there's also um, Lisa Gomes, and she, um, when we met, she was throwing these wine and lesbian friends parties that were like mm. women center, um, like kind of house parties where everybody bring a wine, will bring a bottle of wine, and um, we just kind of come together, talk. There would be like some light, light snacks to eat. And in a couple of hours, you're just chilling. So she would do that, like, every month, every other month, something like that. Um, and then I, I threw the idea by her, and she was, like, totally down. Mm-hmm. Um, we even did, like, a, a focus group kind of at her house because mm-hmm. she was, like, that interested. Wow. And she was, like, you know, let's invite some people. We'll have it here mm-hmm. and, like, get some feedback from the community of what they would want to see. Um, and then T, um, we went to school together, and... Um, went to American University and got the master's in arts administration Um, so like just kind of as a unit we all kind of work together and um, even as my my ideas and my vision of Honey Groove have, have gotten bigger and wilder they are like 
that's what you want to do, we got you. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. And also hearing you talk, I just imagine this is how Beyonce imagines her life. <laughs> because is also a Virgo. Yes. And just here, just the imagination as well as I also hear like this subtle, like detail orientedness. Yeah. <laughs> like so, you talking about going to shows, talking about what I liked about it, what I didn't like. Yeah. And I feel like Delta you said plus. <laughs> yeah. They I mean, so when I hear you say that was a great show, like I I hear you also talking about like the execution, the stage directorship, yeah. like the lighting yeah. was great. Like yeah. I imagine you one of them mugs, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. In any any event that I go to, like that is art um, art related like this weekend art all night like I'm going there um, and I'll just kind of be a sponge the whole time like looking at the different things that they do um, like just just to, to draw from that energy and then like just see what people kind of respond to what they don't respond to um, to see like what makes sense and with Honey Group I think like one of the things that is the hardest that um, you don't really think about is like figuring out the run of show when you have all your artists booked, mm. right? Because like everybody in the lineup is is dope, yeah, hella yeah. dope, is so dope. So oh everybody from opener to and the headline. DJ that you had on the inside, this beautiful black woman DJ, literally oh, the thing. So I peeped Homegirls Game mm. when she played. Um, she played Wild Thoughts. Uh-huh. Remember this? Uh-huh. Jasmine literally hates Bryson Tiller's lyrics in yeah. um, Wild Thoughts. She does not think he deserves to be on the track with Rihanna at all. And we were in there. Didn't earn it. Didn't, <laughs> didn't earn it. And we were in there. And not only did she skip his motherfucking part, <laughs> she threw the song into the fucking sample. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Slow clap. Yeah. She as took well that with Drake song. And she then we did. went to actual like Riri's cousins in the Caribbean, like yeah. their remixes. Yes. We didn't even have to think about Bryce. We didn't even have to engage with him. <laughs> and I was like, whatever is happening in this space is divine. Yeah. Like it was it was amazing. Like the dancing, and I, I kind of told you this too. I went outside um, from the dancing. I was um I heard Danny singing. Yeah. And just blew me away. One of my I listen to Uzi Vert's uh All My Friends Are That yeah. on repeat like all the time. Exo <laughs> Tour Life is my shit. And Danny like sang the fuck out that song. Yeah. Oh my friend and then went into Bodak Yellow. Yeah. I mean and like, then we went somewhere else. I have it in my snaps. I, I have it because <laughs> I was just amazed. Mm-hmm. And like, so you talked about uh, this is one of the only festivals to highlight and center queer artists of color. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about like what was the inspiration or what? It, why is that so important? Um. Well. Well. Then when I was thinking about it, because there was another festival or there is another festival, but back then like we weren't really included. Like now they're a little bit better about it. I think because they see like it's fucking lit. You ain't gonna But just know we say honey groove, bitch. Honey groove. If you tired of being made invisible by another DC uh, so-called queer festival, come to Honey Groove. Nah, but it, it, it's, <laughs> no, it is no, 
and it's definitely no shade. <laughs> but because I feel like like now like have evolved and Honey Groove has so quickly become such a a, a presence, mm-hmm. um, and has gained so much respect. Like long more abundance. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that um and people also just kinda see it, like they see the talent more. Mm-hmm. Where whereas like it should have been like that, you know what I'm saying? Like but we always we always been hip. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody, you know, kinda catches on after. So um I mean but it's all, I appreciate mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate what they every was opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> To like let my petty come down just a little <laughs> bit so I can get yeah this I thought good. that festival good show I mean no like, what we're doing here honey no nah, it's it's we just fucking with we you are. yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, we won't cause any beef nah, <laughs> ain't no beef it's abundance cause it's, yes it's it's all as long as my niggas get booked basically and that's and that's it. <laughs> And that, cause I love every time that they get an opportunity to be on stage, like that's what it's about. Like, uh-huh. you know, what I'm the saying? price go up. Yeah, every time, you know, every time the homies step on the honey groove stage, y'all price going up by twice. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you know, go ahead, book them. Go yeah. ahead, try to, you know, duplicate <laughs> some best practices. It's all good. Yeah. I will urge you all also <laughs> to visit the honey groove. HoneyGrooveDC.com to look up all these artists yeah, and find their music. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, again, I think sometimes when we get very specific about the music that we want to hear, we really have to understand is some of these festivals have really ignored a big population of music. Yeah. Um, when I was watching Duran mm-hmm. um, perform, just visually seeing his band of, like, um, femme uh, men um, mm-hmm. singing back up. He's doing his thing. Like, we've never seen anything like that on a Coachella stage. Mm-hmm. Like, we're we're in a place where we're starting to see more of the Princess Nokia's, maybe. Yeah. Um, SZA claims to be queer. Yeah. You have Young M.A. Yeah. But this was um, also the vocals. It's not just rap. It's music broadly. Absolutely. Where queer folks, queer people of color are making bangers, and we need to pay attention. Absolutely. And central to our culture, generally. Like, yeah. just so talented, and mm-hmm. just recognizing, like, these are the folks that doing it all of it from right. the clothing to the engineering to the whatever and here yeah. they are just gracing your stage yeah and and it's dope and and back to Duran like um he's he's everything yeah. like he's actually on tour right now with Erica Badu yeah. which which Back also around. speaks to how dope he already is, like vocally, to back up Badu. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and then just to kind of bring like what he does, I saw him. I saw him here um, at Versus, and he also had another show um, at Live. And I like when I saw him, I was like, I know I want him. So I try to see every performer that hits the stage. I try to see them live mm-hmm. so that I can catch the vibe. And that also helps me figure out like where they will fall in, in the run of show. Like we put that together. Yes. So, I want to go on one of these adventures. Yeah. <laughs> just go in here, all this live music. Yeah. That's awesome. It's just Popping show to show event so event. coming up what what did you think you wanted to do like did you see as a this? kid no not exactly I don't know what I what I wanted to do when I was a kid I know I'm um, living out in Kilmarnock man it was 
trees. So I actually like had a keyboard that I would play and kind of teach myself how to play little songs, right? There was nothing to do. Also, no cable because cable didn't run out there. You could only have satellite. My dad wasn't trying to pay for that. <laughs> so we had like Fox, ABC, CBS, PBS. That's it. Um, and then internet, that was a definite not. There was no high speed out there. Um, he just got past having dial up like five years ago. The more um, AOL disc. Yes. First 32 hours free. Yes. <laughs> um, so I would draw a lot as well. Um, so I, I was like kind of artistic as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really I never really knew where that would go. I don't think I really knew what I wanted to do for a really long time. Um, and Honey Groove even just, just kind of became something I want to say like a thought five years ago six years ago to like an actual thing um three years ago and I'm 33 mm-hmm. so like <laughs> the year so yeah right so like um you know when I graduated from college I don't even think I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I just knew I needed to have a job so I could pay my car note. Hello? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so, I knew that much. I yeah. knew I wasn't going to go hungry. So you're still dreaming, basically. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, and it evolves It evolves all the time. And one thing that I'm, that I'm learning and realizing is that, like, um, I've, I've had a lot of ideas. Actually, I just re- remembered my granddad was a chef, and I used to want to have... Like a pastry shop. This is how much I love snacks, y'all. <laughs> I wanted a whole shop to sell cookies and cupcakes. And yes. Stuff. And they have poetry, you know, nights and things like that. Like, that's actually what I was talking about when I was like in high school, college. So I kind of forgot about that and let that yes. fall to the wayside. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, my granddad, like, definitely um, awesome. He, I remember one one year, I was like in the first or second grade when we were living in Texas, he actually came to visit us from mm-hmm. this area and brought like a box of cookies that he baked for my class. Mm-hmm. And like, that was, that was the kind of man he was. Mm-hmm. Like he always did things for the community, always baking, mm-hmm. um, always cooking. He was a chef at the Hyatt in DC. Um, and I think, I don't want to say that's where my love for food came from, but I definitely have a great appreciation for food. Yeah, we're good connection. It feels warm. It feels great. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, one of the things that I think is also so critical about this space that you have created, about the space that Lee has created in DC is from my experience being an organizer in, um, like in this movement and really, always bringing people, specifically black people, together in order to do something, that sometimes it falls by the wayside that we should also be coming together just because and to have fun and to get to know ourselves. So I want to know, do you feel like, um, and I think it, I don't know if I want to say that, but because we're only coming together with these big purposes, um, that's also coming up with policy agendas, right? Policy agendas, uh, policy platform, but also really needing connection, friendship, Mm -hmm. and love. Yeah. So those things get 
mushed Muddle. together and muddled so so much that we forget that doing our work for our community is one thing yeah. and then doing the work of working on ourselves through relationships working on ourselves through friendships is a little bit different um, and it, sometimes because we aren't able to tell those apart um, we either the focus on being better people and relationships to our friends and to our lovers gets fucked up mm-hmm. um, and then it gets um, we can sometimes pause the work because of that as well mm-hmm. because we just need to also know when it's time to come together just to chill yeah. and I think that's um, so important and I think this space is do you feel like you built this space because you needed this space um, or how do you how do you see it in relation to like your work life like what mm-hmm. does this space mean to you this I have more passion in in working on this than I do for my my job. Of course. Any (laughs) any job that I've held. And um, I feel like a lot of my life I've kind of moved through it. And I wasn't really in things that I was like super passionate about. Mm. Um, So it's really interesting to to meet Honey Groove um, and like have something that I'm like, I want it to be amazing. I want it to be perfect. Um, And have this vision for it that can constantly evolve and can kind of be what I want it to be, um, which is also awesome. But then also just learning so much about um, being an entrepreneur, um, mm. trying to navigate the space, different spaces, like, and, you know, one of the hardest things I think this year was um, navigating the DCRA process. Um, with getting permits <laughs> and and figuring out how to navigate talking to the different players. I love so, it. where do you find your black queer joy? What brings you the most? <sighs> what brings me the most black queer joy? Mm, that's a good question. Like, I feel like it's being around, being in spaces that I don't have to organize. I know that's right. Where, you know, there are like a ton of like beautiful black queer people and just being able to take in that energy um, and have those different connections and conversations and give hugs Mm -hmm. um, exchange smiles Mm -hmm. you know I think that that's that's the best part because like when you move through your day like you'll probably see queer people like I work out in Tyson's and my company is like really white a little weird so um, I really don't see queer people until I, I get off work. So, like, after work is kind of where it's like, I'm home. Right. So, that's, you know, that's where I can kind of, like, really relax and be comfortable. And I don't feel like I'm forcing myself to, like, send these emails and do mm-hmm. these things. Um, so, any time that I can spend time with my folks. Amen. Yeah. So, what has changed uh, since the origins of Honey Grove? Well, when we first started, um, it was it was tagged as the festival that centers queer women of color, mm-hmm. um, which was which was awesome. And we do always want to, you know, make sure that everyone feels centered. So we had to kind of rethink that um, to where we changed it from queer women of color to queer people of color, um, because you know, as one of the organizers, are currently transitioning. Um, and 
the transition began a little while ago, and it was just kind of like, man, you're on the organizing team. We're talking about queer women of color. Like, um, we're talking about how you know Pride doesn't really have spaces that feel like they're inclusive of trans people. Like, maybe they can go to a party, but it doesn't. Like, most of them are going to be like gay men or lesbian centric. Um, so it's just kind of like make sure that there's a space that exists where you feel comfortable if you are um, genderqueer, if you're trans, mm-hmm. you know, if you identify as lesbian, bi, straight, whatever, that, you know, that you're um, welcome to the space. But also just know that we're going to always center queer people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, that's at the core what we will always so back your ass up you can right. come you're more than welcome yes. just know yes that this ain't about you today <laughs> but we gonna dance together but though. we gonna dance yeah but you know get some consent because yeah. you know yes. me and mines need that especially <laughs> up in here because this is home yeah and we want to continue you gonna mind my home yes mm-hmm. so and i think that's one thing that's really dope about honey groove i feel like um and makers lab parties People um, just feel very comfortable and free right. to kind of do their thing, mm-hmm. and and don't feel like ooh I can't dance right now because they're watching and I don't want them to roll up on me, or I gotta dance mm-hmm. in front of my friend so that my friend kind of blocks it, right. or I gotta have my friend fake like they're my boo, so mm-hmm. you know um, it's not really that that kind of space. Um, People are comfortable to to twerk. Right. It seems like whenever we move masculinity out the fucking center, just good things happen. Like, (laughs) we get so much, not even masculinity, I'll say patriarchy. Yeah. And I'm always brought back to like this Toni Morrison quote that we talk about here all all the time is uh, she believes the black experience is a universal experience. Mm-hmm. Like we can talk very specifically about a black girl, and you should be able to see your humanity in her too. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to like the bluest eye, and that's that's um, finding this kind of space here in DC as an adult really pays homage to. I grew up in a women centered family. My mom, my grandmother was the matriarch. My mom was a single parent who had. I have two sisters. In a niece, like I've always yeah. been in this abundance of, you know, just not centered on some nigga. Yeah. Um, which to me isn't a bad thing. We usually paint that narrative as like the single mom, well as us. But I think it gave me a new type of freedom yeah. um, to be and discover who I am just for myself. So you talked about transitioning the mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. So like, what have you learned about making spaces like Honey Groove safer yeah. for trans folks? I know one of the things that we try to be very conscious of is um, talking to like the security team that'll be checking IDs, mm-hmm. you know, to not um, make people feel any kind of way, like if they look at an ID, and maybe the name on the ID doesn't reflect what they see in mm-hmm. front of them, and you know, not causing a scene because of that, kind of like making that a really, really easy um, process for them. Because, yes. um, and that in itself, uh, you know, that goes a long way, like, period. I think, and just the way that we start that. Um, and then when you're inside the space, 
I think that there's just so much love inside the space Mm -hmm. um, that like it's more than likely you're going to get loved on than or you know um, affirmed than kind of put down or made to feel like this space isn't for you Mm -hmm. Um, because it absolutely is and I loved that I saw like um trans women when there was like a break before Big Frida came on stage like up there twerking spotlight on you mm-hmm. and like the crowd like going wild like I love that yeah um that's what this is there about. was a full ass proposal on the honey group stage yeah a whole ass queer yeah, ass proposal I was, was like no you know what that so the the person that I was proposed to was someone that I went to college with. Oh, wow. And her partner reached out to me. They had been together um, for years. And her partner reached out to me a couple of months ago, like, I want to do this on stage. Oh. And then she was like, can can I get a band? And can I get... <laughs> and then, like, I was so overwhelmed with, like, planning that I never got back to her mm. on that. And then she followed up with me the day of. She was like, I got the ring. Can we make this happen? I just need two minutes. And then I was like, yeah. All right, niggas, so. don't make your proposal plans around this story. That's the first time I'm on this. Yeah. Next time so. ain't going to be free. Right. Yeah, no. You want to act now. Sponsorship. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what was your, I want to hear this um, answer from you because I don't think I've ever asked you this before either. Yeah. What was your first live performance? Ooh. My Oh, the first live performance you ever attended in your life. This festival out in the middle of Virginia where Immature and Soul for Real performed. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> immature, I love immature. it. That's immature. That's awesome. So, yeah. what was your first live performance? Uh, technically, it was this like outdoor festival. Uh-huh. Um, and Maya performed. Maya? Mm, take Me That's There what? was a was a hit. Take me there. I want to go oh, there. Yeah. 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 Maya's from the DMV. Yes. What? Yeah. She still be out here gigging too. Yep. Yes. She's on Go Legs album. Yeah. Yeah. From the DMV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine was at the Ohio State Fair, and it was Brandy sitting on top of the world tour style. <laughs> nice. It was amazing. And That's I will never great. forget, as soon as she hit her mark, they literally turned the lights off on this bitch. What? Yes. <laughs> They're like, concert over. You're, you're over. Like, they turned the lights off. Man. It was wild. And then that one time I saw, I remember I really got into live music performances uh-huh. when I saw it was a screen tour and Lil Wayne was an opener for like Neo and Chris Brown. Uh-huh. And I remember hating Lil Wayne until that point and then seeing him perform live. I'm like, oh, that's a superhero. Yeah. He's fine. That's like, <laughs> I was, I loved it. It was amazing. My next concert was only in sync. Now, at the time, in sync was NSYNC the was a, thriller. I whatever. bet that was good. Yeah, 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 that shit was great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just to Jim like the act of the. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. So, I wanted what is your hope for black futures given all the amazing and I will also set this up by saying y'all well, 
I think one of the things a lot of people listen to are are in our Black Joy Jubilee family Mm -hmm. are people who are pushing themselves or inspiring to do something beyond the limits of basically what white folks told us to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think something what like Honey Groove is an idea, a dream that it wasn't really there before that you made into a reality. And I think that's so powerful regardless of if you want to do a music festival or you want to write a book or you want to get your nursing degree, right? Um, So I want to know, given all that, like, what's your hope for Black Futures? Oh, man. Um, You know, I think it's so easy for people to just kind of say, like... um, it's something you want to do, just go do it. Because sometimes you don't really know where to start, right? Uh-huh. And it took me like two years to really get started or to get the nerve to start. Um, super introvert. Like, hate being on the front lines. And you out here playing at music festivals? Because I'm in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Artists. But you still on this mic. Yeah, because I, I have to. Because uh-huh. people need to know, like, who's behind it. Um, they need to know about Honeycomb. They need to know they do. more about what it is, why it exists, and why it's important. Mm. Um, so I, I definitely want people, I would say, if you have ideas or if you have things that you want to pursue and you don't you're not even sure what what it might be just start to write it down because i also find that when i write things down it becomes real and then it happens Mm -hmm. so i took a whole wall in my house and i painted it with chalkboard um paint and i just like wrote down what i wanted like january one i wrote down what i wanted for 2017 um all the way down from like honey groove to like just life Mm -hmm. um health travel job um and what what the what my ideal picture of all those things were Mm -hmm. and so like so writing things out brings life to it makes it real Mm -hmm. um it's, it's easy to say, like, just do it. Don't be afraid. Because that is hard to kind of overcome that sometimes. Um, and even in doing Honey Groove, when I had the lineup together, like, I questioned myself throughout the process constantly. Like, is this enough? Mm. Like, am I doing enough? Is it big enough? Are people going to... Like, I'm always questioning, um, you know, is it right? A peek into Beyonce's brain. <laughs> like, Why am I so blessed? <laughs> Why did God, this- God give me all this talent? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> help me with the burden of excellence. And then she follows and fuck that I'm great. I'm awesome. <laughs> I don't even need Sasha Fierce no more. This is Beyonce, this is bitch. I'm yeah. sitting on the stage. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. So, how does that feed into your dream for, for Black Futures? Your vision. I just want people to go for it. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, um, and now it's such a, a, a wild time that we're in, like, with Trump, with, like, all the things happening in the world. Um, all of the, like, the weather is, like, just going off. Just pissed off. Like, you know, so we have to create, we have to create our own spaces. We have to create our own happiness sometimes. Um, and especially, like, if you're not happy, like, in your job or you feel like passion is lacking somewhere, like, see where you can kind of create that passion. And that could even mean, like, going out, exploring different things, trying to meet new people. Um, like, I'm a, I'm an introvert, so, like, when I go out now, I notice that, like, talking to people, 
always meet someone that like has a skill or that has knowledge or is someone that I should know. Mm-hmm. So like it's also just great and just talking to people, learning more about what they do, um, and and just taking a step a day at a time, a step at a time, and 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 you'll get there. I mean, I wanted Honeybee to be an outdoor festival year one, but we had to you know walk crawl a little bit before we could walk and run. So mm-hmm. started from an Indiegogo campaign to raise seven thousand to like the first festival at Blind Wano to where now, um, you know, we have track record. DC government gave us like $10,000, yeah. which is like awesome. Um, we expect more next year, Muriel. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she's going to come out. We're going to get her out. I know that's um, right. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm already planning like an email tour. To tell her the impact of Honey Groove, mm. how much money we have paid out to our artists, and just like really quick so that people know the impact of Honey Groove. Like, we, like this year's festival, astronomical in, in price, but oh, since inception, <laughs> um, we paid out over $40,000 to artists. Like, we what? pay all of our artists. Queer Ticket sales. Artists yeah. of color. 40K. Yeah. 40000 this year we had over a thousand people at the festival. Um, about about I would say at least half of that forty has gone to like local DC folks, mm. it, and that's that's a low estimate. Um, I'm just kind of guessing it might be more. How um, many people showed up? It's over a thousand, around a thousand. Yes. We don't have exact numbers. Oh, um, good. But yeah, keep telling us these stats. Yeah, like, please. Not, and and I think that that's that's like the biggest piece. So you're a job creator, huh? Absolutely. Yes. Local job creators. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And, Honey groups. And so they ain't all just white billionaires. Uh-huh. It's not. And some and 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 that's straight. And that's what the tickets are go. The tickets go to our artists. The tickets go to the production of this festival. Um, and it's really important that people know, like, um, our, our impact. Like even. So the couple that got engaged on stage, they hired one of the artists that performed to perform at their wedding. Wow. A gig. Right. That's money. The vendors that people went to support, they some of the vendors did really, really well. And now they have customers that'll come back. Like it's it's such a mm-hmm. it's and and Brandon from um Broccoli City, I was talking to him, he was like festivals are special because they're kinda like a water event. Like he calls it water because so many things could flow through and happen. Like it is mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's what it a, is. Because like people can um Discover new talent. You're buying albums from from artists that you just right. learned about. You're buying goods and services from vendors that you're learning about. Um, you're probably networking in, in the mm-hmm. in the audience, and you're meeting people. You might find your next bae. Um, might find your next bay for that night. Like there are a lot of things. Whatever you want, that can beloved. At, at Honey Groove, and then like the word is going to continue to grow to travel. People came from New York, from Philly, from California, uh, from Atlanta, from Florida to come to Honey Groove. Mm-hmm. So like, and and we're only in year three. Um, we we don't have major sponsors giving us a, a, a shit ton. But of you money. will. But 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 this is our impact already. Yeah. Right. Without even having that. Yeah. So right. that's what people are supporting. You so know what I mean? pay black queer artists, Hell make yeah. spaces, create opportunities to yeah. pay black queer artists. Water events, baby. Water. Yeah. So tell us again where we can find you online. Honey Groove DC. 
Um, dot com's website at Honey Groove DC, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. Um, if you want to follow me personally, my my. You <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to follow, you want to see my hair pics. <laughs> my my Instagram my kid gang. Y'all want to see music festival bay? Yes, Honey Groove Bay. Okay, it's, Honey Groove Bay. You know niggas is like ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to what see you this do after Honey Groove? Right. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> I was cleaning up. It was like one. I was still like putting chairs away. T was like, yo, Kyle, we can do this in the morning. I was like, yo, I got energy now. No. So I'm like, like putting this stuff together. There was the after party. I went to the after party and I just kind of talked to folks. Mm. Um, yeah. Politicking. Yeah. Yeah, just talking to folks. Still at work, you know? <laughs> still working. Jasmine. Still working the day after Honey Groove. Jasmine. Saw y'all. I was tired. I crashed. Yes, you did come by Black Film Branch. Crashed on Monday. Like, mm-hmm. Monday, I was completely just out of it. Uh-huh. I was just, and I think my body, because I was just doing so much and I was holding so Introvert. much. My body just kind of <laughs> like. Especially that, that last month was really hard, mm. um, and I was able to let my guard down, mm. and it just I crashed. I'm still recovering, mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild. Awesome word. Well, thank you so much for coming by Black Joy Headquarters and hitting the Black Joy mixtape, Mike. Listen, I I've I've just been amazed since the second you walked through the Black Film Branch. Even our email correspondence has just like been all love. And I'm so excited that we were able to do this. And I'm looking forward to next year and whatever comes out. Email campaigns be damn like we in the Black Joy Jubilee are here. Like mm-hmm. it's and, so good. You know, I feel like this is a great opportunity for you to, you know, not only just pump up the Honey Groove brand, mm-hmm. but you can really teach these festival folks how to really work with queer, gender non-conforming, like best practices around yeah. this shit. Right. Making like yeah. safer spaces for all folks yeah, and spaces. Like, and growing them into the super superstar icons that they deserve to be. Yeah, I mean yeah. the talent that hit that stage was phenomenal. Yeah. Black people are everywhere. Black queer folks is everywhere. I we gotta start acting like it. Like, Hello? like we go to all the damn uh, festivals, all the joints, all of them. Like, yeah. folks is in there. And right. Like, there just needs to be more of those spaces. Yeah. And and Honey Groove, we need spaces like Honey Groove to push those spaces to be more inclusive. Yeah. Like, there's benefit. And, like, yeah, $40,000 $40, on artists. And y'all Small ain't got businesses. no... Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. That money come out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling you, y'all, you don't want to miss the next Honey Groove. You don't. You don't want to make that mistake, buddy. I know I'm not. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back still but you know what? I'm grateful. Even the after party was lit as fuck. Yes, I'm here for all I of it. knew it was love when I was like, oh, y'all calling for twerkers? Let me get on up there. You clappers know, to the front, solo. bitch. Okay. Yes. I've heard my name. <laughs> Call me Clapper for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all the rest. Goddamn, I got me a drink, a snack. I'm ready. And a snack. <laughs> and a snack. <laughs> <laughs> That was so funny. What's your hope for black futures? Black people in the future is a queer ass concept. Man. Because, yeah, like, there's. What is your hope for black futures? That's all in your face. (laughs) My hope for black futures is that 
we have more fun spaces that allows all black people to be included, respected, mm-hmm. upheld with dignity, mm-hmm. upheld in power, upheld in love, uh, and just pure unadulterated just joy. Um, and not have that joy be stifled because your ID don't match what you look like right now mm-hmm. or um, because you may have had too much to drink. Like, you are held just in love and in safety. So, I think that's my hope for Black Future. I love it. I think my hope for Black Futures is, exactly the same, more courageous spaces for us created by us. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we're seeing in the media, even when we crack these ceilings to get into the places that have been made by white people, um, like Jamel Hill or even the... Um, Monroe with L'Oreal, we are kicked out for being who we are. Um, so my my hope for Black Futures is us to not worry about it not have, having been there before, but being courageous enough to create it anyway. Bam. Yeah. Flat out. And just keep going. Keep. Fuck all this shit. You don't have to wait on anybody. You can create the spaces that you need. And yes. sometimes it takes a little time. Be patient. It does. With Be, don't let yeah. anybody rush Talk you. To people. Go Observe. research. Go see all the live performances you want to see. Do all that shit. It's all a process. Be forgiving of yourself and just create it. If you want to bake cakes, go to all the bakeries in the damn tri-state taste area that shit. and just taste that, that shit. That vanilla don't yep. taste like yours. I know that. Them cakes don't look like your cakes. Sure don't. They weren't made by you. No. So you create them cakes. Yeah. Yeah. Create your own motherfucking cake. Show do. <laughs> so yeah, I love it. This is yeah, it's so much. We need to get more specific when we're talking about buying black, y'all. Like this is very specific and very yeah, it's just everything. Just say, and it's just beautiful to do it in community. It doesn't right. have to be isolated. Like nope. you talking about your partners, putting all your partners and creating more opportunities mm-hmm. with and for your partners. Mm-hmm. Like Amen. that's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. I love this. This is so good. Jasmine, where can they find you online? Y'all can find me at Jazz on Your Mind on Instagram, Snapchat. And Twitter. Yep. And I'm just Amber J. Phillips on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you follow the Black Joy Mixtape. Just Black Joy Mixtape on Instagram and Twitter. Hit up our website. Book us for your school events at theblackjoymixtape.com. And don't forget to hit up the PayPal if you got a little change on it. If you Blessings. enjoy the show, you feel inspired, hit us. PayPal.me backslash Black Joy. Where can they pay you, Kyrisha? The next Honey Groove Festival when tickets come out. Yeah. <laughs> Buy them tickets. Go ahead and mark your calendars. Come, come, come out. Bounce so it we, open. We already planned it for 20, 2018. Ooh. So, yeah, it takes like a year to pull it together. Try to figure that out now. Living so get in the ready. future right now. Get ready. That's yes. beautiful. Yeah. Abundance. We'll outside again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so get your outfits. Start curating your outfits now. Yes. Bring that in. <laughs> this is Amber J. Phillips, the high priest. This is the Black Joy. And this is Jazz the Game of the South. And you just listened to the Black Joy mixtape. And what do you do? And get the best of me. Living like it's no tomorrow. Fly out somewhere I will see. She gon' get the rest of you, little dummy. You can't flex on me. Spend this paper, then say thank you, baby. But I gotta.